Welcome to Money with Alpha, where I share simple tips for how to make, save and invest money while also connecting your values with your lifestyle so you can achieve the life you really want. You will also hear interviews from real people as they share the ups and downs of their money journey. After all, we are all on a journey and what better way to learn about money than to hear what hasn't and has worked. Hi and welcome to this week's episode of Money with Alpha. I'm doing something a little different this week. I'm recording video as well as audio. So if you'd like to watch the video instead of listen to it on a podcast, um, you can go to my YouTube channel, which is at Alpha Money Made Simple. I'll put the link in the show notes in case you'd like to do that as well. Uh, but what I want to talk about this week, it's it's January 2024 and the concept of how we progress and the things that we do in life and how we get from where we were to where we are now, it's come up a little bit, maybe because it's the beginning of a new year or there's been a couple of things that have happened in my life and in the life of some close friends, which sort of make you reflect a bit. And it's, it's interesting. You're like, well, how did I get here? Uh, quite often in our lives, time passes, we just kind of go without really thinking too much about where we're headed. And we do one thing and we do the next and we make the next decision or we, you know, I, I've got a, a group of friends where I, one of them sent out a photo recently and um, my daughter was oh, about six months old, I think. And I have one friend who wasn't married, another one not, another one like relationships. And now there's different relationships. There's, there's marriages, there's children. There's just, you know, it's gone from my daughter to now, I think between us, we've got five children. <laughs> So it's really just grown and developed over the years. And it's it's quite amazing when you sort of look back and go, my goodness, we were so young when we met each other. And did we really know what we were doing? And half the time, not. So one of the things I focus on a lot is um, clarity and intention and being conscious of what we're doing. And then I thought financially, what have been the real like game changes in in my life? And I sort of I've come up with five. I've sort of tried to curate it down into something that made sort of the most sense. And the first one really was earning more money. And I know it sounds like easy. I'll just go out and earn more money. But I did it actually quite intentionally. And it was born out of frustration and a certain degree of anger because I was working um, as a tax accountant in, in a big corporate. And I'd, I had two uni degrees. I had a post-grad and they were bringing in some new graduates who were getting paid more than I was. I had, you know, here am I with three degrees, six years at that point of experience. And here are these young kids coming in with less than all of that and getting paid more. And when I confronted my manager about it, he was just like, I'll try and get you a pay rise. And it was like $1,500. So I was just, I actually was quite annoyed about it. Never really thought about it too much until that comparison happened. I was like, this is ridiculous. And so I put feelers out to, to friends, like in a frustrated way. Uh, and it actually led to an opportunity to become a contractor in um in a consulting company and i was just i was so like oh, i just i can't do this anymore so i actually i jumped i took the opportunity it was a bit of a risk it was double the pay though um and i never looked back that led to so many more opportunities and development and i did end up working with lots of clients and i became more of a consultant than a contractor and i even met my husband through one of the clients i was working with and and it, it all just, it really, that was probably one of the main pivotal changes in my life was making that decision to what can I do to earn more money? Um, and from there, I then found myself not just living like paycheck to paycheck, but I actually then had sort of spare money. And I thought, what do we do with it? And that's when I really realized I have no idea what to do with money. I can lodge company tax returns, but I have no idea what to do with my own money. 
So I thought, so I started on this journey. So my next game changer really was knowledge. And I spent a number of years then learning. I was like, I'd, I'd watch my parents grow up as they were growing up. They were buying property. Some of it made money. Some of it didn't. But what I remember about it was the debt. There was just so much debt there. And I thought, I don't want that. I want to travel. I want to be able to, to do things. And I, it just looks like a lot of heavy responsibility and a lot of money going into just buying a property and then, you know, investment properties and all of that even more so. So I started looking at investing. So I looked at share investing. I learned about candlestick charts and technical analysis. And I realized that share trading was not for me. So from there, I moved into, I thought, oh, well, I'll look into property sort of investing and development. So I, I joined a couple of groups and I went to some seminars and I thought, I just, I just can't get over this idea of borrowing that much money. It just, it really just felt like a weight on me. So I thought, no, I need to find something else. And so then I got a financial planner who, while at the beginning, it was an education, let's put it that way. And I paid for that education too. It sent me down the path of a different way of investing and ideas about what to do, which then opened up my mind to the concept of financial planning, which is why I then studied financial planning because I was, no, I didn't, I didn't think he was really doing the best thing, and I was just curious about what actually. I was like, how else do you learn about money? So that's how I did it. I studied studied financial planning, and I thought that was the path I wanted to go down until I realized how constrained it is in terms of actually helping people learn about money and finances and mindset and all of the stuff that goes with it. That actually const- the things really constrain us. And so that that so there was all this knowledge gathering. So I probably spent almost 10 years just like gathering knowledge and doing things as well at the same time. So number three then um, in my list was consistent action. To be honest, everything requires action. And when it comes to money, it's not just do it once and that's it. It's consistently doing it, consistently saving, consistently investing, consistently being aware of what it is that you're doing and why you're doing it. Do you like even even at the moment? Um, I you know leading up to Christmas, I was probably a little bit more lax than I normally have, and then I was just like, oh, okay, I need to get back to this. And there's things I would normally just go, oh, I you know my kitchen scale's broken, I'll just get a new one. Whereas I have a Thermomix, I was like, I'll just use the Thermomix scale, and I have this little mini one for anything you know that I need to do that's a bit more delicate. So I'm just trying to like make do with stuff that you know rather than also just getting more stuff as well. So I was like, I'm really just questioning, why do I need to spend another $80 on a a scale? You know, anyway, micro things, but they, you know, they compound and lead up to big things. And so I started really getting into investing and saving and I invest more in, I don't do as much direct share investing. I do a little bit now that I've learned a bit more, but I was investing in um, index funds, ETFs, so exchange traded funds. I was doing things where I was sort of spreading my risk around a little bit more. And I was doing it in different asset classes as well because I also learned through the process that concept of diversification and having a portfolio. So I was I was building all of this bit by bit. And then micro-investing came to, to Australia. Oh, this was probably about six or seven years ago now. And I thought, oh, I like this. This this sounds, my this, this suits my risk profile to a T. So I started to do roundups and investing in that. And now I do a little bit more. I invest in my daughter's name and I have other asset classes and I can I, I invest in direct shares through micro investing. So I have a number of different ways that I do it in addition to regular investing as well. So it's it's having things spread around and it does mean there's a bit more admin because I've got to keep track of it all. Uh, some things I've automated, you know, automatic deductions each month. Other things I like to try and not time the market, but just look and see what's happening and make some, some decisions based on what's going on. 
but consistent action is really, really key. And then, to be honest, I was thinking, I thought one of the biggest advantages sort of financially that that made was based on luck and timing. Um, because of my aversion to debt, um, my husband and I were, were renting and I was like, oh, I'm happy with renting. It's, you know, it's, I don't have this big debt. We'll just, you know, save money and we'll just live off investments and things like that. And then we'd been sort of, we had to leave one of the a place I'd lived in for eight years. The owner sold and the new owner didn't want to rent it. They wanted to move in. So I had to move out. Um, and my husband as well. And we're like, oh, okay, well, that's a bit of a bummer. So anyway, moved into another house and then they were heading down the path like they were looking to do the same thing. I was like, that's it. I'm fed up with the idea of getting kicked out of my own home again. So then I just started looking around, found a house. We bought it. We moved in within two months. Best decision we really could have made because it also was a really good timing because shortly after that, the prices like doubled. So we actually got it in a really good time. So it was it was luck, really, and timing. And just, again, another um, game changer that was born out of frustration. Um, not that you really want to get to the point where you're so frustrated and you make re- um, decisions because they're not always going to be good ones. So one of the things, so that was that was a piece of luck and it was a really, really good piece because because of all of the other things that had happened before that, between my husband and I, we were quite financially sort of set up. So it was really easy to buy a house and then, you know, pay, pay looking at paying the house off. But then the thing that kind of came out of all of this for me, and this is one of the things I really focus on with clients and I really encourage you to focus on as well, is your lifestyle vision. Getting clear on what it is so that you're not like reactionary with things. You're not just, you know, reacting to, to you know, frustrating situation or anger or feeling like you're trapped and you can't do anything because you don't have the money or, what, what, you, know, you know, whatever it happens to be, you want to be able to be in a position more of empowerment and making the right decisions because they're aligned with what it is that you want and how you see your your life and your lifestyle. So now I've, I've gotten very clear on what kind of lifestyle that I actually want and that impacts the kind of car that I drive, the house that I've got, the type of holidays we do. All of these things impact that. And anytime I might fall off the wagon, which, like I said, happens, um, I very quickly snap back and am reminded of this and just go, ah, yeah, what am I doing? Okay, back on track. Um, and it doesn't feel like a burden or like I'm being denied anything because it's it's the decision that I've made and the, the direction that I want. And it's a conversation that I've also had with my husband. And we even communicated with my daughter as well, even though she's only eight. She still s- sort of gets it. Um, but she's got her own vision. Like she's already started to envision what she wants and it, she's going to need to earn a bit of money <laughs> for the kind of lifestyle that she wants. You know, luxury yachts, traveling business class. I just, I, I chuckle at the moment at this eight-year-old's vision. Um, and who knows? It, you know, you never know what's going to happen. So rather than, than squashing them, it's like, right, you got to figure out how to make it happen then. Um, so it's really, really important to have that vision. But they were like the five things that that have helped me get more financially settled um, at this point in my life than I probably would have been. <laughs> so a lot of it was kind of stumbling through and being reactionary, but earning more money was the first thing, really. Um, gathering my knowledge, understanding a bit more about investing, but also more importantly, the type of investing that I wanted to do and what I was comfortable with and how I wanted to manage it. And whether I wanted somebody else to manage it or whether I wanted to manage it myself, all of that kind of stuff. So that was number two. And then number three was taking consistent action with what I decided to do after all of that knowledge that I built up um, and how I actually wanted to live that life. 
And then number four was was a bit. There's a bit of luck. Sometimes there is just a bit of luck in there. Um, we can't obviously plan for that or do anything about it. But look back on your life and kind of recognize when it's happened and what's kind of triggered the luck. Because there's usually something that's happened to make you go, okay, I'm going to do this or whatever it is. But just look at that and think, okay, do I really want to be motivated by that kind of thing? Like, you know, frustration or whatever, or do I want to be a little bit more clear on the path and the kind of life that I want? And then what sort of decisions do I need to make and what things do I need to change and what sacrifices potentially do I need to do or what habits do I need to have in order to make that happen? And that's where that lifestyle focus really comes into it and being a lot more measured, conscious and clear and then taking that aligned action becomes a lot easier and making the right decisions it makes it easy to set boundaries it makes it easy to know what to say yes and no to and then you start to feel like oh yeah I'm actually kind of on top of this 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 is all right and in the end it becomes actually quite boring because once you get it all set up and and humming you don't really have to do much about it and maybe once a year you have a little bit of a look over all, all your stuff and generally when we do our tax returns is when we kind of do that sort of review and you do it in your business as well. You can do that quarterly because we have to do Baz's quarterly unless you're a really big business and you're doing them monthly. Um, but yeah, you just do a little bit of review and you go, is this heading in the direction that my lifestyle vision has? And you can write it down. Like I've got a piece of paper on my wall here and I can read it anytime I want. And sure enough, sometimes I have to actually kind of consciously read the words because I know what it says. I've read it a lot. Uh, but it's really, really important to have that. So I highly encourage you to do a little bit of a self-review about where things are at right now and where you would like to be and be as clear and specific as you can because it then makes it a lot easier to make the decisions to help you get there. So I hope you find that useful and feel free to comment and send me messages about um, what this has done for you and feel feel free to share it as well if you'd like to as well. All right, enjoy the rest of your day.